0: Welcome to the Souls and Stardust Podcast. I'm Mio. And I'm Shannon. We're two soul sisters navigating through our human experience on a journey towards healing. Join us for a candid and fun discussion on all things spiritual, soulful, intuitive, and magical. Today's episode is Meet the Hosts, and we are going to be interviewing Shannon today. Uh, Shannon is hey. <laughs> welcome. Shannon's all the way in Wisconsin. Um, I've actually never met her in person, but yet I known this woman, I think my whole life, plus a few other lifetimes as well. I'm pretty sure of that. Um, so welcome <laughs> Shannon to our uh, first official get to know you. Uh, so we can learn about who you are, where you come from, how you navigate through this, these abilities. And um, just, I want to hear it all. So tell us about yourself, Shannon.
1: Well, gosh, so where should we start is always the best part, right? Um, I usually tell people, and by the way, I think it's amazing that Mio and I, have stumbled upon each other in this life, and it was really that's a really magical story that we should tell, maybe at the end of this episode, or we save yes. that for another one. But um, I have I always tell people who ask me um, what it's like to have intuitive abilities, and when did when did I know I was psychic or intuitive, or how did I know I was meant to be a healer? All of these questions, and I usually just tell people. I've been intuitive since I was a small child. I always knew things um, just had a sense of knowing and didn't really know where the information came from, but it just knew things mm-hmm. and um, I think over time it that that was not nurtured for me so much as a small child in a group in a family that I think that there are a lot of intuitive people in my family. They just never really work with it. And so I I don't think that was was, nurtured in me. Yeah. Yep. So um, I kind of turned everything off when I was a a small girl, probably um, around the age of 10 or 12, I just kind of turned everything down or off completely and um when i was going through graduate school for uh, my phd i had a few things that happened to me that were pretty stressful um going through a doctorate program is stressful anyway but there were a couple of deaths in our family that um that was they were big like big events for us to move through big emotional events and um those those abilities that i had just they started turning on for me i started without seeing, needing to do anything um, they were just happening no yeah and it actually um i started having these dreams that were really like visitation dreams from departed loved ones and then also these prof- prophetic type of dreaming um and a lot of symbolism, and then I started have, seeing apparitions. So that that doesn't happen for me often. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was actually I got scared. I thought it was actually losing my mind a little. Um, and then I I decided I needed to uh, ask for help from uh, a mentor, and so I started working with this man who. Um, he, he was at the university that I was at, and he's Native American, and his, um, his grandmother taught him a lot about intuition through their culture, and he just helped explain a number of things to me that helped me feel better about what was happening. And then over the course of the next 10 years, um, I just sought out mentors that would help me uh, nurture what was turning on for me. Um, at one point I would have the same dream over and over again. Um, and I I'd dream of people like bending over me while I was sleeping in bed and they were wearing cloaks. Oh dude. I like, yeah, oh my they, were wearing, they were dark wearing dark cloaks. So like the hooded figures, you couldn't see the face, but they, I, um, I would always open my eyes in the dream or real life. Right? Like it was never really uh-huh. certain if, if I was awake or asleep and, three o'clock in the morning, every, every morning I would wake up and I would see these figures bent over me and, um, Mm. I would get scared. And, and finally the mentor that I sought out and was working with, she's like, honey, these are your spirit guides. (laughs) They're trying to get your attention. Yeah. 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 So in one, yep. And one, you know, one of my guides in particular, he, he had a sense of humor and I just wasn't listening the way that I needed to be for them to actually work with me. So that's how he got my attention. And so I started working with them regularly, but so my abilities of clairvoyance turned on after the deaths in the family and then working with my clairvoyance, um, actively and then, um, this clairsentience and claircognizance. So, so. Sight, feeling, and sensing, um, those all turned on for me.
0: Like at the same time. Over the
1: last fifty Yeah, well, they came online um at different times, but it was like when one turned on and I started working out with it, like more things started turning on. And then as and then as I worked with them, it just became more and more clear. Like um, um, it was easier to work with them because I was actually spending time uh, working out those muscles. Right. 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 So getting into um, them,
0: what they say, yes. like how they communicate and
1: yeah. they feel like. Yep. And this, and this whole time though, I'm doing it like on the down low, right. Because I'm, I'm in academia as a university professor at this point in my life and fully, uh, feeling like if anybody were to know this about me, they would definitely call me um, crazy or make some kind of like big judgment about me or discredit me. And so I really lived a double life for a long time, Um, working with my abilities. Yeah, and it was funny too, because um, people couldn't figure out why I was such a good teacher and i it was because i could walk into a room and i could feel the energy of the room and i could feel the energy of each of the students in there and i would figure out what i needed to do in order to teach the way that would benefit them the best and um and then they would also like students would also seek me out for uh advice right Mm -hmm. even though i wasn't their advisor and um and I would, you know, yeah. would be like having these clairvoyant visions of what they, like the work that they would be doing and what's like, what was coming up for them. And so like very nonchalantly, I'd say, have you ever thought about this or that or, and Oh my God, I was would be just like, Oh my God, I love yeah. doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So it, um, I let it, yeah, that's, I mean, in a nutshell, that's how things have progressed and eventually ended up leaving academia because um, the call to doing healing work full time just became so strong that um, I couldn't help but follow it. That's perfect. That's beautiful.
0: That's beautiful. Um, So when that happened, like, was it just like, all of a sudden, everything the lights had turned on for you, and you can see everything, or was it just like a slow trickle? Or how did your awareness of everything when the ability, to expand? Yeah,
1: when the abilities turned on, you mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually slow and frustrating. Okay. <laughs> so things that's, turned that's on. What I, I
0: think people need to hear that it's it could be, yeah, different for every person.
1: And it, yep. Things turned on, and then I was like, "Well, why? Why does it work this way?" I have to know everything about this, and I need to know. I need to have the explanation, and I need. Yeah. Like, I was trying to put so much logic into it because I'm trained as a scientist, yeah. right? But okay. I'm very intuitive, so that's like two. That's like operating out of both hemispheres yep. and trying to get them to marry them each other. A, um, so it was a slow process for me because I got in my own way so often and I wanted to know all the answers and that's just not how intuition works you have to like you have to allow yourself to be led through it and things open up at a certain at the pace that's right for you most of the time some people will like I mean they'll be tossed into the pool effectively and then have to figure out how to swim and it did not happen for me yeah. It did not happen for me that way. Um, cause I got in my own way. Um, so it was slow. And then the more I worked on it and the more I realized like, okay, I can just relax about this and I can just let it be what it's going to be. Then everything sped up because I wasn't getting in my own way about resisting. It anymore. Yeah, And I will. Yep. And then when I stopped resisting my, um, my divine life's work as a healer, um, and I actually stepped onto that path fully and not being afraid to tell people that's what I was doing. Um, basically not giving a shit, right? right. Like you right. can judge me all you want, but this mm-hmm. is what I know I'm meant to do. Then everything expanded out a thousand fold or more, right? It was like, mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. All of this stuff came online. And, and now for me, it's, it's a matter of keeping up with it and um, as soon as I get the handle on one ability, then it changes and upgrades to something That's new. Cool. So there are days when I go into my, yeah, you go into your healing room and you're like, okay, we're going to do this. And then all of a sudden you're shown that it works differently or you've been upgraded. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. We're doing this now. Okay. So you have to teach me. I'm ready to learn. Mm-hmm. And so it definitely, once I got out of my own way, was like everything sped up way faster.
0: Yeah. So what is that like now for you? So we know now you've transitioned out of, you know, being a teacher, being professor into healing work, which is almost completely, it's not the opposite because if you think of like, you know, how science has a goal and a mission as well, so do you, but it's just Mm -hmm. approached in a different, in a different way. Um, How do you actively Mm -hmm. practice that? How do you use your gifts and-
1: Ah, okay. So, well, teachers are healers too, in a lot of ways, but, um, um, so what it's like for me now is, well, one, it's a huge relief, right? I go to work, I go to work every day and I feel good when I'm there and I'm helping people shift their lives in a meaningful way for them. And that is so fulfilling and humbling. And I'm never hardly ever tired from the work that I do Mm -hmm. versus Mm -hmm. when I was, um, when I was resisting my call, I was exhausted all the time. Drained. So yeah. yeah. And in terms of using my abilities, it's um, I just, I just let whatever needs to come through me come through. And it's very, it's a very natural process. And um, in a healing room, it's, it just flows. When you're in a classroom, it can flow too. But I had to really be careful about how I presented myself, or I felt like I had to. Of course. So now it's like this oppor- its op- this opportunity to be totally authentic in who I am and what I bring to the world, right. and to feel proud of that and not hide it, and then to actually feel um, a lot of gratitude that I get to. St- step into this work and, and do this work. It's very, very fulfilling. Is that, does that answer your
0: question? Yeah. And then, so take us through like, so now you have a healing practice you do, or it's, Mm -hmm. it didn't start as Reiki. It started as readings or how did, how did you start into like that aspect of working with clients and, and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, so this is a great question. We kind of skipped over that. But um, while I was working with my intuition, um, I was really working first and foremost with like, Oracle cards and really trying to read, read people and practice just reading energy and getting intuitive feels on um, who people were and what they were going through. So like, you know, out of like the back corner of my house I would invite people over and I would like practice read for them. And if they, you know, friends and family have they had questions about life or decisions. And um, I'd say, okay, let's see, you know, what spirit has to say and I would use a deck of cards and we would work through it. So eventually like, as I became more comfortable with that, I, I started offering readings for people I didn't know. Yeah. And that actually, it became way more than I thought it would. And I had people like booking readings left and right. And so then I thought, oh, uh, I'm going to have to like, I'm going to have to say this is what I do pretty soon because the word's getting out. And um, at that point, I was trying to make a decision about stepping more fully into that kind of work, but I didn't know if just doing clairvoyant or psychic readings for people was it. I felt like there was something more there. Yeah. It was was um, the gateway
0: drug (laughs) to.
1: It was my gateway drug to the spiritual life, right? And so maybe I'll just, I'll go ahead and tell like how I made this transition out of academia i um i struggled with exhaustion for a couple of years teaching um four courses a semester and you know hundreds of students each semester and so eventually i my body started to get very sick um, adrenal fatigue thyroid issues and um i partly was resisting my call to my life's work. So I actually took a reduction in my teaching appointment to try to get a handle on my health. Okay. And at the end of that time, I asked my boss if I could do a permanent reduction in teaching to um a half-time position and she said, "I'll ask the dean." She asked the dean and the dean said, "Nope. Um you either Come back full time or we, we will replace you. And in the meantime, while the dean was being asked, I had written a letter to the universe basically saying, here's my deal. I know I'm being called to something different. I don't know what it is and I'm really scared. I don't know how to leave a job that's perfectly good by everyone's standards to walk into something that I don't even know what looks like yet but I need your help. Mm. And I need these things taken care of. I need to support my family. I need to feel fulfilled in my work. I had all of these parameters. Um, and then two days after I wrote that letter to the universe is when the Dean said, come back full time or not at all.
0: Right. Oh, and perfect. So I, like, I got no an, problem. I got an
1: answer. Was, <laughs> thank you. This made and it And so very I sat easy. with yeah well but i actually sat with it for a few days and i tried to envision what i asked spirit to show me what would happen if i stayed for a couple of more years at full time and i kept getting the same visual of a beautiful vine with blossoms that just withered and died and so Mm, i said okay i've got to go And I wrote, and I wrote my resignation letter, turned it in. And the day after I turned in my resignation letter, I got an offer to learn energy healing. Oh my God. And the shocker here is I had been asking for a teacher for six years and I had, I had been like telephoning people, sending emails. Are you teaching energy healing? I really want to learn. And everybody turned me down for six years. And then the day after I resigned from my full time job, the the offer to learn energy healing came out of nowhere.
0: That's <laughs> nuts! It's totally nuts. And so of but, course
1: I said yes. I mean, but that's and, that's, that's and
0: how that's how it all works, though. It, it's always that's why I say it's like nothing's ever by accident. Nothing is ever by coincidence. The the timing mm-hmm. for everything, when you ask for it and you expect it in return, something's going to happen. It's almost like like waiting for you to like, okay, we we're waiting for you to ask so we could give this to you.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And um, if it's meant for you, it won't go past you. And yeah, I immediately said yes. And I went to a um, psychic and wellness fair a few weeks after that. And this woman reading me, she said, what do you do with healing? And I said, well, I don't do anything with healing um, I give psychic readings occasionally. And she's like, no, no, you have blue flames coming out of your hands. You're a healer. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I guess I'm going to be going through my first levels of Reiki training in a couple of weeks. And she said, that's just the beginning there. you, You will have no idea what is in store for you. That is just the beginning. So within three weeks of going through my Reiki training, I had two job offers as a practitioner. And there were never my husband was, he thought I was, he was supportive, but he was like, just don't like, don't get us into a situation where we can't pay our bills. And um, we had no months ever where we were like not gonna have enough money. I was like the universe fully supported me in that transition to doing this work. And so here I am now. And my um I am so grateful and I'm at the point now where I'm teaching other people and my schedule is so full that I feel delighted that I can send these people looking for healing off to other people that I have trained yeah. so that they can get healing. And mm-hmm. I just, it's, it's blossomed into something that I never imagined it would. It's, it's and it far beyond, is sh- it's beyond everything.
0: you and it's beyond <laughs> all of like, you know, it's, it's part of the bigger plan and the bigger picture for everything. It's like, we're just a little drop. Mm-hmm. We're it's just magical. Dropping. Yeah. we are fucking drop
1: in the bucket. So it's, it's fucking magical is what I say all the time. That's
0: very true. <laughs> um, so what else, what else, what else? Uh, I know. Do you daily, do you, are you like a daily meditator? Do you get Reiki on yourself?
1: Mm. Uh,
0: how do you self care in this? You know, I know like, in what I do. Cause, yeah. Cause we'll do like, t- not, not true readings where it's like we sit down for half an hour, hour, but like, we'll do test reads on each Mm -hmm. other just to tune in and get baseline. Like, Hey, what's your gut? What's your first reaction on this situation or this person or this, but aside from us, just casually Mm -hmm. tuning in, what do you do? Book people for services? Mm -hmm. How does that work?
1: Oh, Yeah. Okay. So for my own self-care, I try to get um, a practitioner to work on me and do Reiki every couple of weeks. Um, weeks. But when I am, when I am giving Reiki, it's the beautiful thing about Reiki energy is when you act, when you work as a channel and pull Reiki through, you get the healing vibrations too. So um, every, yeah, every time I give Reiki, I get it as well. Um, I use psychics and intuitives, too. Some people, like, they they go to church and pray. I um, I sit on a meditation cushion. Um, I don't do it daily right now, but I have a pretty regular practice, so several times a week at, at the very least. Um, and then when I really am struggling through big transitions, I will use people who are intuitives, psychic mediums, energy workers, to help me um, to help me work through a lot of that. So, and
0: are you blown yeah, away I mean, I, by oh, how, I was just say, are you blown away when they come through with like similar messages or do you get, do you, have you gotten specifics through multiple people? So confirmation wise or. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes.
1: So I'm, it, cause remember I'm trained as a scientist too. So like when I hear information from one intuitive, I usually go and I ask several others. I mean, I, the benefit of being intuitive is you usually have intuitive friends too. Yeah. 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 So I take a poll. Yeah. <laughs> I usually take a poll and in you, which I, I love. can tell when
0: information resi- I love it. Benefit, totally. Yeah hmm well and it's um, confidence building can for me your, oh, like uh, sorry to cut you off but just saying like when you ask hey you know what do you see on this and then when you say oh my god that's what my other three friends said then I'm like yay like <laughs> confidence boost
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. well it's validating and it helps you learn at the same time and it helps other people uh, learn and feel good about the information that they're pulling through so yeah I usually do get like several perspectives and I pay attention to the information that um, is common across them. And I also pay attention to my own body too, right? So yeah. um, lately, I've, lately I've been really focusing on going inward and really feeling within my own body what's true for me based on the questions that I have and the energy of the current situation. And then I will go and I'll ask somebody, hey, this is what I'm picking up for myself. Can you tell me what you're getting Mm -hmm. Um, because a lot of times, like we can give our power away to people who are intuitive or psychic and just like right off the bat, like whatever they say we're going to think is true or that's what's going to happen. And that's really just, that's disempowering for us, right? Like we're meant to go inward and know that stuff for ourselves. And it's okay to like get feedback from other people. But, um, I stress, I like to stress to people, like, don't give your power away. Like, don't let anyone else be your, your Oracle. You're your own Oracle first. So, that's, that's that's
0: perfect, you know, trusting that self-confidence and we can.
1: Yeah. And that's probably actually a really good, um, topic that we can get into at a later date where we really talk about what does it mean to read the energy of the uh, situation and then what there's infinite possibilities for how it can work out. Um, and then how you give your power away to that or not. So that's a really important topic.
0: Perfect. And then should we enter? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I know that's what I was going to ask was about examples with clients, but now I'm like, Ooh, wait, I kind of want to save some of this for our future podcast because we have some Mm -hmm. really really fun topics we're going to hit. And some of these stories are going to cross episodes probably, or, or we'll probably bring them up a couple of times because they're such solid examples, but thank you so much for, Mm -hmm. for sharing your perspective on that. Um, and your friends and family now, they, are they completely supportive or is that still kind of like sensitive area? Do they get what you do? Have you had to prove to them?
1: Um, oh gosh. Um, I would say that my extended family does not really understand, but like my parents know, and my brother and my, like my close family, they know what I do now and they know how life works for me. Okay. I hid it from them for a long time. I grew up in a very religious family and, um, it was, it was kind of like iffy <laughs> of like, as I navigated how to, how to let them know how life worked for me and in, in terms of getting this information and then actually doing the healing work. And yeah, but now it's, um, they don't think you're just some crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they don't think I'm doing the devil's work yeah, or anything yeah, yeah. like that. Right. They like, it was, it was a little strange at first, but it's like, they've one one eighty like come around and said, okay, she, you know, she's helping people and yeah. she's being authentic in that. We don't talk about it a lot because I think that I think it still makes, it people makes them a little uncomfortable.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. And maybe they just don't know, like, they just don't know how to relate to that type of experience. Yeah, absolutely. They, it doesn't work if- for them that
0: yeah the, yes, and that's right. that's human experience right there is you can't you can't fully mm-hmm. like what's that saying where it's like you can't meet people unless they've already done the work or they've you can't meet them unless they've already met themselves there and and I think when it comes to yes. the spiritual work that we do and I I don't know I'm not like I'm not in your I so agree yet with- where I'm you know, professional and <laughs> in business for this or whatever, oh. but, but the work that we do and the the healing that we do, even on a one on one basis of someone coming for advice or needing insight or connecting mm-hmm. with somebody for you know healing and grief therapy and stuff like that, like I mean that's work. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's nice that those are the people that find the most value in what we're able to mm-hmm. do without having, because it kind of gives, uh, I don't, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit if this person approves of me or not, because they don't even know what I've done for this person mm -hmm. and helped, you know, them through whatever they're dealing with. Yep. Yeah. So very cool. Thanks, Shannon. that's
1: That's really, oh, sorry. Yeah. That's a process too. Nope. It's good. That's a process too, in and of itself, getting comfortable with like, um not caring about yeah. how certain people will judge you and and it's just because like you said they can only meet you as far as they've gone within themselves so um and that's not to disparage anybody it's just everybody comes to their place at their time and i try um i try just not to get bogged down in that and i focus on the people who are able to help and who have genuine gratitude for that so it's yeah, it's really fulfilling work. I can't even, I can't emphasize that enough. Perfect. So now it's your turn, your turn. So we get to learn all about Mio.
0: And I apparently did not have enough caffeine today. I'm so sorry. I was like not yawning because (laughs) I was bored. I'm like, oh no, I'm physically getting tired. (laughs) I'm not, I'm an awful person. Well, here I am.
1: Here I am marveling, too, at your interviewing skills. I'm like, oh, God, I hope I can interview her oh my- as well as she's interviewing me. That's <laughs> so funny. So, right. um, but I'm sure it'll take us, we'll be led where we need to be led. So absolutely. H- why don't you tell us a bit about, like, how things started for you when you first
0: realized you were intuitive? So like you, it's something that I've had uh, my entire life. I have been... I, the earliest memory I have, though, is about seven years old, right after my grandpa died, um, or right around that time. I recall like having an experience where I picked up on someone's thoughts, and it was something very simple because, like I said, I was literally like seven. This guy was like one of my sister's friends. She doesn't even remember this story, but like. She- sister's friend over cassette tape in he wants to show her a song so he starts fast forwarding and in my head I start counting one one thousand two one thousand three one thousand and he finishes counting for one thousand oh, wow. out loud and I was like like oh god he heard like did he hear me did he and that moment oh stuck. my god it stuck with me because it made sense later on when I could look back on moments in my life But it stuck with me enough Mm -hmm. from that point forward. My grandfather died and he was buried in a plot number 44. So through the entire rest of my life, I have had the number 44 come up for me where it's like that was my dad's badge number and boyfriends that I dated, it was their jersey number and friends, even girlfriends now were like, oh my God, that was my basketball number when I was in school. And it's like one of those things where I'm like, okay, something's up, something's up. So I, you know, I kind of just track that, track that along my life. The crazy part, though, was like you, I would have dreams and visitations. And when you when you mentioned that you had a dream about like the black cloaked figure, one of the craziest mm-hmm. um, premonitions that I had was. And so normally, when I dream, it's my house, but it's not my house. It's very much like okay, this mm. is home. But this particular case, I was actually in my house. I woke up and I was walking down the stairs. I look out the window and I see someone in a black cloak, which I thought was the Grim Raper because that's all of my blind knew how to label at the moment. So I <laughs> process, <I'm> looking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I look out, I see the black cloak. He's pointing into my house, and I'm like, okay. And I can hear sounds coming from under the stairway in, a, in, my, uh, in our living room. So I open up the stairs, and inside is my—it's a family friend, but we call him an uncle. He's getting drug dragged into the darkness, and he's grabbing his throat and he's reaching out. And then he died a week later of a soft. um, not the lung cancer, esophageal cancer. Yeah. So like lung, a throat cancer and stuff like that. I didn't Mm -hmm. know he had cancer. I didn't know he was sick. We hadn't talked and spoken in a very long time, but that was the dream that I had right before he died. Oh
1: my gosh. And then I would have
0: where like my uncle died. Um, I, my, even my boyfriend at the time when I dating, he would have visitations from my uncle. And then when my grandmother died though, I can recall, uh, long story short, she was overseas for a wedding, fell, broke her hip. And the middle of the night, she was supposed to be coming back to the States to, you know, she was alive still. So she was supposed to be flown back home mm-hmm. yeah. to get better. Um, but what happened was she had to get off the plane because she got, they like long story, she ended up in England. In some hospital, so middle of the night, I shoot up, check my phone, check the time. It's three. It's probably close to like three thirty or 3, three o'clock in the morning. Something. As I'm checking the time, it starts ringing, and I fucking knew it. The minute it started ringing, it was my stepdad calling to tell me that my grandmother oh. had just died, and it was like, oh. And my I just God. have to.
1: I have to tell you, it's two forty four
0: on my clock. Here. Oh. <laughs> I just saw on mine that it was twelve forty four here
1: of course so wow you like you basically are having these like missions of before people are transitioning you're like tuning into that energy of right before their transition and
0: it and it keeps going I've lost a lot of people Shannon I've lost a lot of people and even in one year I think I lost three or four people and the craziest part is so as this is all progressing like even and I want to be sensitive but even my ex brother-in-law had popped into my head one night as I'm walking downstairs to go turn off all the lights, you know, get everyone to bed. This vision of him pops into my head and I can see him in my mind's eye standing at the table. And Mm -hmm. it it was crazy because the story that popped into my mind was after the uncle that died from the throat cancer, after he died, Mm -hmm. the ex brother-in-law, saw a vision in his house of like a static figure after my uncle died. So oh, then, so he saw it too. Okay. So he, he had his own experience with when my uncle died. So then fast forward years later, I'm walking down the stairs. That story pops in my head of the static figure. So in my head, I'm seeing my ex-brother-in-law. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Why would I think of that story? The next morning, I get a text message from my oh. sister that he had killed himself. And that same day, my mom. So the same day I have the vision, my mom's driving, and out of nowhere says, "I forgive you," because he pops into her head, and she feels the need to say out loud that she forgives him. And then the next day, he dies. And so,
1: oh my god,
0: stuff like this just keeps happening. I have
1: goosebumps.
0: Yeah, he's he's around me a lot. Every reading I get done, he's the first one to pop in. Uh, Very very strong Mm. energy. very much like it's super crazy the the stuff that has come through so okay <laughs> sorry my son's downstairs <laughs> Kids, it's okay um, yeah so wow so
1: go ahead I don't happens. want to interrupt to you no,
0: no no so that happens and then not even a couple months later another thing happens where I'm I'm thinking of a thinking of a friend reminded of something i think of him i get physical chest pains mm-hmm. i got like my heart started hurting and then the next day i find out on facebook he died of a heart attack
1: so oh my gosh okay so you you actually feel into the symptoms or like yeah. the, the way people are passing too
0: yes wow
1: that that's in that's intense right to be able to tune into that and have that sentience about um it you know, is what people are experiencing.
0: Because if I were to go to a doctor, oh they would have oh. put me on like blood pressure medicine, or they would have had me doing right heart monitor stuff. And I'm like, that's it, it's not me, it's not mine, mm-hmm. you know. And and then, and as soon
1: as F, as soon oh go ahead.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I was just saying like so all of this is happening, and this is kind of when I started to when this is where our story comes into place, where you and I meet online because. Mm-hmm. What happened was as I'm experiencing all these things and uh, recollecting moments in my life of like ghost stories, seeing apparitions, seeing stuff happen in front of me, seeing doors open. I've had store like I was a teenager once and I remember sitting at dinner with three friends and there's a guy, uh, one of the, the girl's boyfriends, he's got his back to the window behind him. And so the three of us, the girls were mm-hmm. looking at the window and we're looking at him. He can't see what's going on behind him we watch almost like somebody taking their hand and going like this across the vertical blinds behind him. He can't see it, but he jumps up and he goes, something just touched me on the back of my neck. And that whole weekend, hi, that whole weekend was all about (laughs) stuff happening.
1: Uh
0: All right, so then as all these things are happening, um, I... I basically start telling other friends these stories and finding out that the things I've been through, not everybody has gone through them. It's like, yeah, isn't this this normal? And they're like, no, (laughs) that's never happened before. (laughs) And so you're like, oh, okay, all right, keep it to myself, I don't wanna freak anybody out. So there's this group on Facebook that has nothing to do with spirituality. It's completely a photography group. And somebody said, I think my studio is haunted. Tell me your ghost stories. And everybody just starts chiming in. My friend tags me in this post. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I got this and I got this and this and this. And you share, like, oh, I I don't remember what you said, but you're basically like, if anyone has any questions, you can just feel free to DM me. And I remember. Specifically yeah. messaging you, and it's probably still on Facebook, <laughs> but it's like if my grandmother <laughs> were alive, she would be like like my grandmother, if she knew I was reaching out to you because I came from a Jewish home, and then as in my twenties, I went to like Christian church, and so everything that has to do with mm, anything other than their rules is considered evil, the devil, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Like, but I was having mm-hmm. So what's crazy is i would have experiences before i went to church as a kid and even while i was in the church they were still happening so that's why i knew it wasn't because i was in or out of church it wasn't because of my faith or belief system or how i labeled it because i was still having experiences i did my first automatic writing as a christian as a christian girl praying for my freaking future spouse And like being impatient about things, blah. And I'm just journaling. And I'm literally watching my hand move on its own. And in my head going, these are not my thoughts. I'm watching my hand go. I'm not even thinking. I literally was like, I'm not thinking these things, but I'm watching these sentences come out. And then I read it back to myself and was like, dude, it's third person. It's not even like me. Ah, it's like you. You need to be patient. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it's never happened since, but I've always kind of tucked it away and like, you know, that's that whole labeling thing. Oh
1: my gosh.
0: So I reach out to you, you provide me with a slew of resources and then we start practicing Mm -hmm. and that's what happened. We just started practicing and you know I was crazy.
1: (laughs) I, yes. Right. And I think like when we first met and I gave you those resources, it was like a full, almost two years before we actually started talking daily about it. Yes. And, and then like, we, we've pretty much been talking daily for over a year now. And oh, for sure. Practicing. For like sure. we started off practicing. Yeah. Yeah. So then tell us too, like, cause you're a photographer. You, that's like one of your things, right? You're a photographer, a professional and, um, and you, you do, you've done a number of things and, or I are doing a number of things, but like, so how are you actually, um, starting to work with your psychic medium abilities now for the greater good, I guess we should say, like, how are you helping other people with it? So
0: first I had to embrace that it was not an evil thing and that it's not the devil and that it's not all of these things that I was conditioned to believe. And once I once mm-hmm. once i get to that point i can now explain it to other people who have apprehensions of what it is because it's just a simple message that comes through so i w- i just do practice readings on people um i sometimes i get referrals where it's like somebody's really struggling and they're like hey can you talk to my friend so it's it's gone outside of my immediate circle now cuz now it's to the point where i get like can you talk to so-and-so and, and i had like a small instagram account and reddit account set up where i was just doing practice readings on people and that shit was still like even mm-hmm. as a complete stranger it was like dude it's still happening so i know it's not because i know them because they're complete strangers off the internet and so i just do these which little is readings. great that's great validation for you yeah it's it's incredibly confidence boosting uh so this weekend coming up to i'm going to do a practice reading for a ladies group uh in an old brothel that is another photographer studio who's completely supported and embraced my gifts when i said dude i think this is what's going on in my life and like don't judge me and she was like no do a reading on me like please like and her (laughs) family came through like just um and i want to say though even with practice readings, even if it's not a mediumship, a lot of times what will come through is just intuitive guidance for them. Anyways. Um, I've been able to pull up, like, mm-hmm. uh, p- see people's mental health, see people's, um, occasionally medical, I can see medical things, but I almost see it. Like the thing that's mm-hmm. wrong with them medically has to do with like a spiritual or inner issue. Um, that, that part I'm, um, not super duper strong on but i just try to be there for people i get a lot of people that call me for advice because i can foresee and i can feel what things feel like and say okay if you do this i feel like these are the possible outcomes if you do this this is what it feels like this feels airy this feels really heavy and you know whatever it is that i Mm -hmm. see i'll get the visions um and i'm always just like dude just take it for a grain of salt like things can change things are fluid um so i just whatever comes my way is if if somebody's i don't do cold readings though i won't like pull a stranger out of somewhere and be like hey i gotta mess your your uncle standing right (laughs) next (laughs) to you like i i i'm not first of all i think that's i i can't i'm too afraid of rejection (laughs) and being wrong well and it's
1: it's inappropriate and if somebody doesn't want we we can't assume that somebody wants that kind of information either right so like I never do that either I I will only poke around in someone's energy if they They ask ask. me to yeah um yeah yep um if they need something or if I need to understand how to protect myself right I will definitely do a scan of somebody's energy to make sure that I I am okay yeah um but so people can, can people reach out to you then if you want to do some more readings?
0: Yeah. Um, I do have, I do have an Instagram, so it's at your intuitive friend. Uh, you can DM a photo. Uh, you can actually just get on the wait list right now. Um, cause as we're forming this podcast, mm-hmm. I'm only kind of doing it here and there. Um, just cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff in the works right now, but uh, mm-hmm. wait list or DM, but what's crazy is I will also follow my intuition when I know I need to read somebody right now. So even if I've told people Mm -hmm. before, send me your photo and I'll be able to hit this next week probably. And what's happened was spirit was like, no, now, 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 now. And I'm like, okay, I know I'm supposed to wait, but this is what I feel. And they're like, oh my God, (laughs) it's just like, okay, so the timing is never on my own timing. but I think soon I'll probably be able to like dedicate maybe a certain day of the week to doing, cause it could all be done by phone. I've done by DM. I could do by message. Um, the energy, mm-hmm. is the energy. It, people will come through and people will still yep. like tell me stuff in meditation. So yeah, at your intuitive yep. friend. Spirit
1: doesn't care. <laughs> yep. That's great. So the more people I think that understand this is a totally, and that's something I've realized too. And maybe you have as well, that once you, once you actually put yourself out there and, and you start saying like, this is who I am, this is how life works for me. And people are like, oh, that's awesome. Right. Or like, oh yeah, me too. Oh, do me next. Do me next. Yeah. I'm like, oh, (laughs) on the spot. Yep. I, and i i think that's what kind of trips us up at times is we worry about the rejection and and mm-hmm. when we actually step into it and and have the courage to do so we find that there's so many more people who are willing to be open minded and or there's more people that. like
0: us who are like oh my god i didn't realize i was an empath i didn't realize that i was so sensitive right? to yeah. all of these things cuz that's that's really yeah. what started my journey was like looking up hsp highly sensitive people Uh, I was trying to figure out Mm -hmm. why my energy was affected around certain people, like literally certain people make me want to vomit after being around them and headaches uh, versus feeling really good around people that I would leave and like, oh my God, I feel so incredibly inspired and so ready to take on the Mm -hmm. world after I talk to this person. Um, And then... Realizing, oh, sh- I do have you know sensitivity to lights and sounds, and then as I'm researching all the things about being an empath, is like oh, all these memories start coming back from when I was a kid of like, oh shit, I forgot about that, and I forgot about yes. that. Yes, that makes sense now. That's what this was. That's the visions I would see of like things that would come true and blips of information, and um, so it's just been really cool to to embrace it. My my friends and family, only a select few know that I can do this. Uh, There's some people who don't believe me or they just think it's a crack of bullshit anyways. And so I choose to not (laughs) tell them just because it's, like you said, it's protection of myself right now. Um, Yep. Mm -hmm. I, I know that the readings I've done, the mothers who have lost children, grandparents, siblings, spouses, when I've done readings for them and they talk about the accuracy and the detail that comes out during these readings, like I know from that, that it's not a bunch of bullshit and that it's, it's legit and it's for real. And there's something to this, uh, ability. And oh, yeah, yeah. I have to and focus on that to not give a shit what so-and-so is going to judge me for over here because it's helping mm-hmm. somebody. Yep. And, you know, I, I, yep. I have to do it. If I don't, it's, yep. it's draining in the other way. Where you're like, oh god, it's yep. nagging. It's a nagging feeling of like, I know I need to. I know I need to do this. So,
1: yeah, yep. and um, yep, absolutely, it is draining the other direction. And really, like you, we would realistically have to learn how to navigate naysayers anyway, because there will always be naysayers. Always. And really, it's about showing you how to step into your um, your power and your authenticity with this kind of work and. Um, you don't just decide like, oh, I'm going to be this and do this. Although all of us do have the ability to be very intuitive. It's it's about how you engage it and practice with it and trust that it's working.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but like when you step into this work, it's ha- It's hard at first because there are a lot of people that will tell you that it's not real. Um, so you do have to focus on the people and who say, thank you, you're helping yeah. me.
0: Yeah, like I'm sure we can have a whole... A whole topic of like spirituality (laughs) versus religion versus this and not in a negative way, but comparing Mm -hmm. the experiences that we go through and just showing how each culture Mm -hmm. labels it because every culture has ghosts. Every culture has spirits. Every culture has mediumship in some form, tuning in, energy work, Mm -hmm. but it's like they they Mm -hmm. call it something different. But at the core of what we're all Mm -hmm. experiencing, we're fucking souls having a human experience.
1: Oh gosh. Yep. Well, I look forward to seeing how you expand in this role because it's been so fun to get to know you through this process of practicing with you. And I just You, you already know what I've said to you about how it's going to expand for you, but it's going to be really fun to watch this unfold for you. And I'm so honored that I get to walk this path with you. Dude, it was all, oh, it was really great to interview you. Thank you
0: so much. And I'm looking forward to our next episode. Too,
1: we we're going to have so much fun on this podcast. So I hope you all stick around to hear what we have to say. Please
0: let us know what you think, uh, Leave us your comments, leave a review, all that stuff that we're supposed to see at the end of a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Woof. All right, guys.
1: That's my dog making her appearance. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Souls and Stardust. Connect with us on Instagram at GratitudeMaven and at Your Intuitive Friend. Until next time. day Day magical